Welcome to the Performax Podcast. This is Aaron, owner of Performax. I'm obviously here today with Derek, our vice president. How are you, Derek? Yo, yo. I'm good. Cool. Monday, another uh, new week. So, um, yeah, just kind of getting into our next podcast and kind of the updates that we have. Um, we are working on a new Hypermax Extreme flavor, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's uh, it's taking some work because of the ingredients in Hypermax and, and uh, how hard they are to cover up. But it's actually going to be an exclusive flavor with um, Nutrition Factory, which has 12 stores in Tennessee. They're a new partner of ours. Um, I think we uh, started with them about a month ago. And right from uh, the beginning, we started working on an exclusive flavor of Hypermax uh, for them. So that is kind of slated to launch, I believe, probably pretty close to Black Friday, about mid to end November. Um, so that will be exciting. Uh, and I think it's actually our first retail exclusive flavor. Um, so obviously you'll be able to get that on nutritionfactory.com, um, but you'll only be able to get it from them or uh, in their stores. So definitely keep an eye out on that because that is again going to be limited. Um, Hypermax you know, only has four flavors. So whenever there's an opportunity to get an exclusive one, definitely take advantage of it because uh, we don't do a ton of different uh, flavors of Hyper. Um, we are working on that note on an exclusive flavor of Isoway. So we've tried quite a few different things. Um, blueberry muffin, salted caramel, maple donut. We're working on strawberry shortcake, caramel frappuccino, white chocolate mocha. Um, we're, we're lining up quite a few uh, really, really good flavors, and then we're going to basically pick the best. So uh, I bring that up on the podcast for any of the listeners that has an idea of a type of flavor you'd, you'd want, maybe a flavor that you've never seen before in the industry, um, anything like that. If you shoot us a message and we end up using that flavor idea, we'll make sure that you guys get a, a few free tubs. So if you are listening, you have some ideas, definitely shoot it our way. Um, other than that, it's kind of the same, same old, same old that we've been talking about lately. Still working on Nootropamax, working with a, a pretty high level um, esports team. I think they have between twenty and thirty members, um, and they're uh, they're they're pretty high level. So we're excited to to partner with them, and uh, they've been testing out the Nootropamax. We've actually been formulating it with them, uh, kind of letting them take it, letting them game, and then giving our, you know having them give us our feedback. Uh, on the changes we need to make and how we can make it better for gamers. So the cool thing about this new Nootrope Max is the original Nootrope Max, the capsules came out close to four years ago, I believe, maybe even longer than four years ago. And that's when Nootropics as a whole weren't really um, super popular. And now I think <clears throat> what we're seeing is Nootropics becoming more popular, but becoming more popular in the gaming community. And that's where the, the capsule nootropics, we're gonna keep the core the core ingredients from what was in that capsule because it is an amazing nootropic, but we're gonna add ingredients and make adjustments and fine tune it to also work really well with the gaming community. And so far the feedback we've gotten from real world gamers and you know not just your average Joe Schmo you know, playing at home, but some pretty high level esports um, quote unquote athletes, uh, is that the Nootrope Max powder is is definitely uh, a major improvement. So that's an exciting one and not one that we want to rush. We definitely want to get this right and, and really nail it for the community. So that's kind of exciting just as a brand to be kind of stepping into a whole new territory. 
Um, so other than that, we all, as you guys probably know, we just launched the Kiwi Limeade. That has been going really, really well for us. Um, and I think that's just about it on uh, kind of news and stuff going on. Is there anything that you can think of, Derek, that I missed? No, but I do still feel slightly attacked because um, I am a home gamer. I'm not a high-level gamer, and I always wanted to be. And now I feel without Nootropamax, I can never be my best. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, $39.99, and you could be a high-level gamer too, Derek. Yeah, I'll give, my, dream. I'll my give, dream. Yeah, I'll give you a 5% employee discount too. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Um, so... Without further ado, we are here today with Kyle Adams from Compound Solutions. Very excited to have him on board. He's been a good friend of mine for quite a while and of Derek's. And um, how you doing today, Kyle? Aaron, I'm good, man. Thanks for thanks for having me join you and Derek. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I'm just excited that you figured out how to get your mic to work. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Uh technology and, and, and myself are not best friends. It's like, uh, you know, like when, when you were a kid and you had to like tape the, the TV remote for just like the volume up and channel change and like the power for like your grandma. Like that's what my wife does for me around here. So, <laughs> the fact that I even made it on Skype today is, uh, is an amazement. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I am pretty amazed. Um, so kind of getting into it, Derek, I know you, you were obviously, uh, good friends with Kyle, but probably not quite as long um, as I have been. Do you want to kind of start out some of your questioning and, and kind of what you got for Kyle? Well, yeah. I mean, first I'd like to say Kyle was country before country was cool because Kyle used to sit in the seat that I sit in. So I think that's pretty neat, um, you know, having have worked with us before. And uh, I think that that's kind of a really obviously cool connecting thing between me and Kyle but I'm actually curious Kyle was that your first stint in our industry like how did you actually get into supplements yeah man right to it I did work at Performax and I absolutely loved it honestly um no it was not my first uh my first go around so I think probably where everyone started back in you know uh 10 years ago or whatever was like GNC like I think everyone probably started at GNC or vitamin shop that was kind mm -hmm. of your way in yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of funny because between the three of us, it's GNC, Vitamin Shop, and Nutri uh, Shop. And mm -hmm. if it, it has to be one of those three, I would assume, uh, or like or a mom and pop shop, I suppose. It really did. Uh, brick and mortar was king back then. You know, we used to see, yeah. uh, you know, we had a little mall store in Terre Haute, Indiana, and we used to see 60 people on a Saturday. Um, which I don't think they probably come anywhere near that now, you know, with, with online and, and Amazon and direct consumer. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny how, how it shifted, but yeah, I think all three of us kind of covered the bases there with, uh, you know, Vitamin Shop, GNC, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, I started at GNC. Uh, I was in college and just needed a job. I had just, uh, you know, quit playing college football and was like, man, I should probably have some money in my pocket. Uh, and by me, I mean, my parents told me to get a damn job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I went to the mall uh, and I grabbed like an application, like, you know, the typical, like, uh, you know, like Aeropostale and like, um, like the jewelry store. And I walk into GNC having never taken a supplement in my entire life. Uh, never even like taken protein or pre-workout or, or anything. Um, and luckily they were hiring. So I, I kind of lucked into a position there and then just, uh, you know, went from, from GNC 
went from a sales associate to an assistant manager, and then I ran the store for a while. Uh, and then I left there uh, to work at Myochem. Um, it was a you know, startup sports nutrition company. I was brand of the year on, on Stack in 2016, maybe? 2015, 2016, brand of the year on Stacked. Um, uh, the guy that started that, Brandon Soika, was actually my former manager at GNC. So he's kind of the guy that taught me everything on the, the supplement side, uh, taught me a lot on sales. And so for him to ask me to, to join him at Myocam, it was a, a no-brainer. And so that's really where I got my foot in the door with um, you know, brick-and-mortar B2B sales for uh, actual brands. What position did you play in football, by the way? I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. I was skinnier, man. You get married and you, you, you fall in love with food. Um, I used to play uh, – so in high school, I played both ways. I played tight end wide receiver uh, and defensive end. Um, and then I played some some semi-pro ball at, at tight end. Nice. You're tall. I remember. How tall are you, by the way? I... And probably like 6'3". That's good. I wish I had the extra three inches on there. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. It's it's uh, it's funny. Like I was I was at Kroger, I don't know yesterday maybe, um, you know, masked up, full full COVID protocol. I was golden. But uh, anyway, some somebody was like, hey, tall guy, can you reach this for me? So I don't know if you'd have been able to reach it, Derek. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can only like help like, well, I don't want to call out anything. I'm gonna skip my comment to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We can wipe that clean. There. Don't worry yeah. about it. That's too funny. So, obviously, we're all familiar with Myochem, great company. Um, and so then there was kind of a transition from from Myochem to, I guess, where you stand now. Um, and it is interesting too, because it, it's something I was talking to Derek about: is getting to see the industry from so many different viewpoints, right? So from the retail side as a, as a, a sales associate, you know, from the, the man, managerial side of actually running a shop to working for, you know, several different brands uh, that you haven't really got into yet, but one of them, including Myochem. And then now to compound solutions and ingredient supply. I mean, you've gone through pretty much, I, I, you know, a good portion, probably 80% of the, the different positions that you could have. Um, how did that go from myochem to compound solutions, everything in between, and then kind of, you know, how, how do you like being on that side of the, of the aisle now? Yeah. Um, so to your point, I got to see, uh, you know, the retail side with GNC, uh, and that's kind of a good place to start for, for sales, just generally speaking and seeing retail. Um, I also worked at, you know, in between there. I worked at a, a brick and mortar store as well, a mom and pop store, you know, and helped with, you know, ordering, um, you know, working with vendors and stuff. So I did get to see that side. And then, you know, to your point with, with Myochem business to business sales, uh, watching the process of formulation, meeting with manufacturers, and then now working on the ingredient side. Um, it is, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, I'm fortunate, I guess, to be able to see each side of it because now where I'm at, I can relate a little bit more to, you know, the, the steps that you're going through now, for example, or the steps that other brands that I work with are, are going through. Um, I've been through a lot of those steps or, or seen, you know, in previous uh, employers going through those steps. So I think it's helped me out a lot um, in being able to, to really empathize with a lot of the companies that we work with. Um, but it's just something 
something special about being able to work with multiple brands, you know, being able to work with sports nutrition, being able to work with, you know, quote unquote wellness or, you know, food drug mass customers uh, on the ingredient side, you really get to see a wide array of, of multiple customers uh, and you get to work in different sides of the industry, uh, which has been uh, extremely fun for me. Yeah. And that, I think that is a, a good point is, is that, you know, from the perspective of <clears throat> um, our brand, you know, or like me being a brand owner, you can kind of see this is is as low of a barrier to entry there is and as new as many new you know people coming in it still kind of feels like the sports nutrition industry as a whole is relatively small i guess in terms of meaningful players and so then you start to kind of feel like the industry really isn't you know as big as you know the 84 billion dollars they attach to it but the fact of the matter is is that we're only you know me personally only really interacting in that sports nutrition side and so it's kind of interesting, I'm sure, from your perspective, getting to kind of exit that from, you know, brands like us or Myochem and kind of being pocketed into sports nutrition to being able to, to kind of, like you said, work in the wellness, work in, you know, mass retail. And you start to see, actually, this industry is really, really big. It's just that sometimes you only get the perspective of the specific niche in this industry you, you, you reside. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So within the sports nutrition space, you know, it's um, it's how do you innovate on on pre workout, right? It's, um, you know, what what innovative pump ingredients, what innovative energy ingredients, you know, what uh, you know what dosing is innovative compared to the competitors, uh, and that's such a small part of it. So to your point, it's very the sports nutrition side is very uh, you know niche. The the larger scale or the uh, you know quote unquote money makers of this, you know, I think you said eighty four billion. Are these these masses, the people selling in Costco's, direct consumer, you know, Walmart, Amazon, a lot of these players that uh, aren't sports nutrition focused even, so they might be formulating on um, you know, gut health or like gut brain access or um, you know skincare, you know, it might be like a, a collagen based formula. Uh, so there are multiple different different angles that you get to see from from being on the ingredient side that are enjoyable and different conversations. You know, I can talk to you for two hours about you know uh pre-workout formulation we've we've done that before and it's fun and i enjoy it but then i can jump off that call and go to another call where i'm discussing you know strains of probiotics and postbiotics and you know short chain fatty acids so it's really um it's enjoyable because every day is different when you're on the ingredient side yeah no that that is true so um just kind of an off, offshoot from there being on the supply side you get to see uh, trends, right? Trends in terms of uh, like sales trends. How have you seen, how's the transition been, I guess, from the beginning of this year to where it is now? Are your the same, you know, brands purchasing just as much? Do you notice an influx in, you know, X, Y, and Z style and a decline in, in, in this uh, sector? What are you kind of seeing from, from the I guess the more overarching view, because for us, you know, we can say, well, pre-workout sales are a little bit down because gyms are closed and, you know, proteins still holding solid because people still need to meet their protein needs. That's very specific to our niche. What are you seeing kind of industry-wide um, from the supply side? Yeah. Uh, for sports, it's exactly like you just said. Pre-workout sales can be down because gyms aren't open, uh, but protein sales, um, you know, BCAAs, electrolytes, uh, you know, you can still go outside and run. So people still need recovery. So I think those are doing well. I think it's obvious that immunity did really well for a while. Uh, then it got extremely saturated and it became difficult for people to source, you know, just, just quality elderberry, for example. 
Um, and so I don't know that, uh, you know, immunity obviously is still a, a big part, a big topic, but I think it's kind of leveled out. Uh, but we've seen a massive change from, you know, uh, calling them probiotics, I guess, and to being more just overall gut health. And in, in every, probably every conversation I've had lately with, with any kind of, um, even sports nutrition brands, really, everyone, it, it comes back to, to gut health and what's innovative in gut health and what people are doing for gut health, how it boosts the immune system, uh, how it's beneficial for, you know, from the sports nutrition side, how it's beneficial to, to maintain gains, um, you know, gains with a Z because it's sports nutrition. <laughs> but um, I, I think that gut health, immunity, um, you know, probably maybe not as, as interesting to, you know, the people listening on this podcast, but MCTs have uh, really shot up uh, in general. There's a, there's a high demand for uh, quality MCTs right now. Uh, people are utilizing them as fast sources for, you know, uh, meal replacement proteins or add to collagen to make it like a keto collagen, for example. Um, so hopefully that kind of gives you uh, a little bit of an insight on some of the trends that, that we're seeing. But uh, energy is always one in general. You know, energy for the non-sports nutrition people, it seems to be a little bit lower stem. Uh, you know, the gaming formulas uh, tend to be a little bit lower stem from what we're seeing. Um, but hopefully that kind of gives you an idea of some of the trends that, that we're currently seeing on our side. Yeah, I mean, how, how is T-Creed and Diatomine doing? Have you noticed that there was a decline just given that there, you know, like you said, that there are less pre-workouts probably being sold or has that held steady? I mean, obviously, I think the, the trend that everybody sees is more attention going to general health. And, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, I think the research is starting to show that gut health is interlinked to so many different processes in the body and people are starting to realize that and take that a little bit more seriously. Uh, cognitive health, immune function, you know, some of the things you were mentioning. Um, but, you know, have you have you noticed the trade-off or has it just been that's Im Im improved, but things like dynamine, tea cream, that side has stayed steady or have you noticed the decline on that side? Yeah, so I think when the pandemic hit, everyone saw a decline in pre-workouts. If, if you called me and told me that your pre-workout was selling record, record numbers, I, I might say that you're lying. And so just... From that standpoint, um, you know, T Queen and Dynamine, uh, from a pre-workout standpoint, declined a little bit. But honestly, uh, in terms of you know, you know, the amount of kilos that we were moving and stuff, uh, didn't decline that much because people started adding it to nootropics. People started adding it to uh, weight loss. Weight loss uh, kind of hit a little bit of a, a solid uh, bump there for a little bit because people want to get rid of the, you know, the COVID-15 kind of thing. Um, and you know, we, we finished a, a really cool study on tea cream and dynamine with, with coffee. Um, and so, you know, people started adding it to, you know, functionalizing coffees, uh, which has been kind of a, a cool twist from your standard pre-workout for tea cream dynamine. Um, and then that PK data that we had, um, you know, come out right, right around the same time that the pandemic really kind of hit the nation. Um, you know, it showed that 100 milligrams of dynamine with 150 milligrams of caffeine increased caffeine's half-life by 2x while also, you know, improving the effects of caffeine. Then if you add in 50 milligrams of tea cream to that, it increased caffeine's half-life by 3x. And so uh, while everyone was kind of on pause for a pandemic, we were launching new studies, finalizing new studies, uh, and kind of kept the, the foot on the gas. And, and truly, I think that helped a ton with tea cream dynamine sales just in general. Yeah, no, that is, that is interesting. And, you know, to, to your point, it is a, 
a good time to keep that type of stuff coming out, you know, because that just shows that there's further benefits and kind of keeps the attention of the consumer and, and the brands when normally that it might be a little, been a little bit lower on their list, so to speak. Yeah, or I think even people understanding that the pandemic isn't forever. So, uh, you know, take Performax, for example, take take you and Derek. Um, I think you and I talked a few weeks back and you were looking at launches for uh, 2021, right? A lot of brands just hit pause and said, what do we do? We don't know what to do. You know, sales have, have stopped uh, and they just hit panic mode and just stopped working. Um, other brands like you guys didn't. You were like, let's innovate. And so we were able to provide, you know, data from that that PK study, for example, uh, that allowed, you know, brands like Performax and, and others to start plugging them into formulas, testing them out, gave you a little bit more time for flavoring, you know, for example, with your new Hypermax flavors and stuff that you guys are doing. Uh, so I guess my point to all that is uh, you could have taken the pandemic one way and, and really just shelled up. Or, uh, you know, we hit the gas and started launching studies and then brands like you guys, you know, took those studies to, um, you know, to the, the R&D table. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and that was something that was brought up on the last podcast we did. Um, it, it just, the whole pandemic did open up an opportunity for more planning. And uh, a lot of the time when you get into the, the trenches of running a business day in, day out, and all the tiny little problems you that you, you know, in, incur you don't really get the time to kind of really scale out and look at a scaled out perspective and get to plan out product launches over the next 18 months. Like that's sometimes can be difficult just given everything that's going on. So that was one benefit that we saw from, from the pandemic for sure. No, I love it. Honestly, that you guys went full force, um, you know, with, with new launches stuff. So, you know, working on the new Tropamax, for example, I assume, you know, the, the gaming company you guys are working with, with a pandemic, didn't have much else to do besides games, so that gave you guys a really good opportunity to, you know, finalize and tweak those formulas. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, gaming, I don't know any numbers. Um, I'm not a big gaming guy. Apparently, Derek is. So he could probably tell us all the exact numbers. <laughs> um, but uh, it definitely dramatically increased during the pandemic, and that just allowed us to just have more people trying product, more people testing, getting more feedback. Kind of, you know, you. Know, kind of spending more time in the lab, so to speak, in, in terms of really like nailing some of this stuff down. So, um, no, it definitely was a, it definitely was a, a welcome change. I don't know if a welcome change is the best way to say it, but it, there, there was some silver lining, let's say. I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron. Uh, my best gaming comes on work hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's what I call. Hey, Derek, how's it going? Oh man, I'm crushing it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll let I you just go. Hung, I just hung up with uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Should uh, kill Death if she has next level. Yeah, yeah. He's just Kyle, test, he's just doing product testing. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't even had the benefit of trying it yet. Honestly, Aaron says the flavoring is amazing, so that's what I'm looking forward to try. Um. But Kyle, we get member questions, and you were just talking about Dynamine, so it would probably be good to bring this up now. We had a member that asked that your thoughts on Dynamine and GNC, uh, do, do they not allow it? They do now. So um, okay. maybe this time last year. Honestly, when COVID hit, all my days run together, so I don't even know. Um, I was lucky I showed up to my son's first birthday party, honestly. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I think maybe this time last year. Okay. Uh, GNC or you know Dynamite itself rather 
was not sulfur-formed grass. You know, G-R-A-S, which is generally recognized as safe. And uh, GNC requires every ingredient in GNC to be, um, you know, grass or sulfur-formed grass. Uh, mm -hmm. The exceptions being caffeine and some of the others that are uh, almost grandfathered in because who's going to buy anything without caffeine from GNC? Right. Um, and so Diamond wasn't sulfur-formed grass, and so we had a bit of an issue. We had some really cool launches. Um you know, not not to throw out other brands' names on your podcast, but like ProSubs had launched Hide Icon. They gained a lot of momentum at the Arnold, you know, Classic, but they had an issue with getting into GNC, frankly, with with the launch because it wasn't self-informed grass. Uh, ended up working out on timing, and you know, they got a really cool launch with it. But uh, it is self-informed grass now. It is sold in GNC. Uh, okay. I believe GNC's got a few products of their own, even with with Dynamine. So yeah, go go ask your local. You know, GNC, preferably your, your local franchise GNC, you know, support some local business. Uh, ask them to carry Performax and ask them if they have anything with Dynamine. <laughs> well, that's a good update then. I'm going to have to let them know that they're, For uh, sure. they're, they're good For to sure. go. Cool. So what, uh, what can we expect from Compound Solutions moving forward? Is there any kind of like tidbits of information you can, uh, you can give us? Because obviously you guys have been uh, working pretty heavily. It seems like you guys have had a uh, – like kind of winners back to back to back. So what do you guys have in the pipeline? Is it a new ingredient? Is it, you know, more research on current ingredients and establishing them? How does that all look? What's the next uh, couple months have in store? Yeah, I think the answer just generally with all those questions is yes. Um, yeah, I think uh, Matt Titlow, you know, our, our CEO, is always looking at, you know, new ingredients. Um, and then, you know, we test them out. We do some pilot studies. We try to make sure that they're, uh, are efficacious. We, we try to make sure that it's something that's scalable from a, um, you know, a, a launch standpoint. You know, you have to be able to actually have material to sell. So you can find a really cool ingredient, but if you can't scale it up to then sell commercially, then what, what's the point wasting any time on studies and stuff? So uh, absolutely, yeah, I think some new ingredients in the pipeline, some really cool new studies. You know, so you you were just talking about gaming. Um, you know, we understand that that's a, a large growing uh, category as well. Uh, so we should have some data coming out pretty soon on T-Green and Dynamine for gaming, which I think will be, uh, you know, really cool information. I think something that, um, you know, the consumers will find extremely valuable. Um, we did that new coffee study that I alluded to a little bit earlier. That was a, a really cool, a really cool study and something different. You know, it wasn't like your typical, you know, how many reps to, to fatigue, you know, like, can I bench 225 more times with Dynamine than without Dynamine kind of thing. So I think it was cool to, to utilize some different studies. Um, and then we've, we've taken a really cool step into metabolic health, just generally speaking, you know, we, we launched um, XOS, we, we call it IXOS, you know, which is xylo oligosaccharides, a, a prebiotic. Uh, people use prebiotics generally for like fruit oligosaccharide, for example, it's like a five gram dose, like psyllium husk might be a, a one that you guys see a lot xos is a much lower dose you know, it's like a one to three gram dose and it's virtually tasteless it mixes really well so it's kind of a cool unique ingredient you could add to like greens or or whatever uh, and then we launched core biome uh as well recently which is a postbiotic you know so short chain fatty acid so it's for producing you know butyrate it's actually a bioavailable butyrate to the colon so uh, i think what you'll see from compound is more studies on you know tea green dynamine uh, we're kicking off a new study on Pico 2 as well, so that's you know pretty exciting. I'll, I'll try to share details uh, with you guys on those as as I find out more information information and I'm able to share. Uh, and then more steps into metabolic health as well, because as you said earlier, Aaron, I think uh, just generally everyone is looking at overall wellness now rather than just 
um, you know, weight loss or, or pre-workouts. It's, it's kind of a combination of I need my pre-workout and I also need my, my overall health. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think uh, people are just starting to – not starting to. I think people now realize how important just general health is, and uh, hopefully that continues. Um, and it sounds like you guys are kind of innovating some stuff in, in that realm as well. Um, you mentioned quite a few of the ingredients that you guys are uh, kind of continuing to release studies on. Is there anything that you guys are working on specifically for Vaso 6? We just launched a new, uh, or rather released a new study. Um, it should be published soon. I, it got a little bit delayed, I believe, because of, of COVID. Um, this has been an issue with some of our studies is, you know, we've, we've found, uh, we finalized them and then getting them published has been difficult or when we want to kick off a study, sometimes it's difficult to find uh, participants because colleges were closed for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we did just conduct another study on phase of six, uh, which is kind of based around, you know, mechanisms of action, which I think is really cool. Um, and kind of fits, um, kind of fits what we've been saying all along about Vaso 6, right? And then, obviously, we had a lawsuit with, with Kramer, and, and we won that lawsuit, which is really cool. So, um, you know, full force Vaso 6 now, full force Hypermax, uh, number one pre-workout on stack still, I believe, uh, <laughs> yep. with Vaso 6 in there. Uh, but, yeah, it was based around mechanisms of action, which is nothing new that you've already been telling your consumers. It was just kind of a, a validation study. Okay. Can you uh, can you expand on that at all, or do we need to wait for that study to actually be published? Yeah, we should maybe wait. I would love to share, uh, and I'm I'm probably okay to share. But let's say I do share, and then I'm not supposed to, uh, then I don't get to talk to you guys again because I'm asking <laughs> you for a job. <laughs> Too funny. Um, so with kind of talking about the ingredients, and we've talked about I guess this a, a little bit, but I'm just curious of your own opinion. Where do you see the industry? over the next five years. And that could be, you know, product trends, um, or not can be, I'd like you to touch on a few different things, but obviously product trends, you know, what type of products you think will be emerging, what types of products might start to die off, but also just, you know, even, um, I guess more overarching than that, just the retail side of things, how you think retail is gonna hold up uh, versus Amazon, uh, versus online, kind of that whole thing, uh, distribution, I know some, you know, um, it, or from what I've heard, some of the major distributors got hurt pretty bad, especially considering that they service a lot of gym accounts and gyms were closed down. And then obviously we know, you know, GNC filed for bankruptcy and there was some pretty big brands uh, on that list of people who potentially won't get paid. So I kind of want your perspective from the supply side on the next five years, I guess on all those different points, how do you see GNC coming out of this if they do? How do you see that affecting, you know, the the retail side? Um, and maybe let's focus on that. And then maybe following that question, we can follow it up with more industry trends on product. But we've talked so much product, so much ingredient. I kind of want to hear your perspective on on the actual business side of, uh, of the industry for the next five years. Yeah, I think I think GNC will ultimately be fine in, in one way or another. Uh, you know, I think Harbin Pharmaceuticals is buying the matter may have already done so. Uh, and probably what you'll see is a lot of the stores close and have more of a vitamin shop you know, type of model. You know, maybe uh, you know, 500 to 1,000 stores. I think vitamin shop has like maybe 300 to 500, right? So GNC just had too many stores. There was three in the small town that I live in. It's completely unnecessary. So you'll consolidate those, close those stores. Uh, I think they'll bring in more brands like you know, Performax Labs that – consumers are talking about and they've done that already with some of their influencer brands 
Um, and so it's not so much, you know, GNC, Optum Nutrition, um, you know, uh, Cellucor, you know, they still do well and they still have their, their followers, but you'll, you see a lot more, you know, uh, you know, arms race for example or you know even ghost or I, again i really do think that uh with a lot of changes you guys have made that the performax and some you know some of the up-and-coming brands will will see their way into gnc and now bring a, a new consumer um i think brick and mortar in general is really just dependent on the service that, that people are providing right if you're going into a brick and mortar store and the person behind the counter has no idea how to help you with your needs um then you're just not going to live. You're not going to survive. Uh, but you know, look at you guys working with like nutrition factory and some of these people or, or natural body or, or some of these, you know, customers that you guys have that, that provide a really good service to their customer. They ask the right questions. They're offering the right products. It's, it's completely unbiased. Uh, I think those people will survive. There's still a need for, you know, feeling product in hand. Um, you know, lack of a better example, I just bought a pair of shoes and I wanted to try them on. You know, I could have bought them from Amazon on Amazon Prime Day and probably saved some money, but I really wanted to try them on. I wanted to see how they looked. I wanted to make sure that they were comfortable. Uh, so I went to the store and physically bought them. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of people that still want to to have product in hand and still, you know, uh, you know, feel the product. Yeah, no, that is um, that is interesting. Not to cut you off, but just to kind yeah. of double down on that point. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine buying shoes online. I couldn't imagine buying clothes online. I don't know if I'm just like old school or not like up with the times. But yeah, there's just weird things where it's just like there's no way I would purchase that online. But I guess that's pretty normal because, I mean, even the way you presented the question made it almost seem odd that you had to try them on and that you just didn't pull the trigger. And I think a lot of people, you know, kind of are going to that direction for the, the simple convenience factor of it. But then on the other hand, I still think there's just those people that want to go in and it's probably it's probably the people that know that they need some level of education and they're not really sure where to go and what's interesting about that and you can kind of tell give me your perspective kyle and derek is back in the day where we used to go would be like the anabolic minds forums or like bodybuilding.com yeah. forums yeah, and yeah. you go to these forums and you get to pick people's brains and you get to find out and look at reviews and blah 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 but as those have died out, I could see people maybe even wanting to show up to a shop more and really just, you know, hopefully get a good sales guy that knows what he's talking about and pick his brain and, and kind of try and figure out exactly what they need versus, you know, you go onto any one of these big websites, there's a hundred different pre-workouts to choose from. So how are you going to know what is best for your needs? And uh, I'm not sure if they did this at Vitamin Shop or if they did it at uh, GNC, but at NutriShop, you had to, uh, as a sales associate, you had to write them up a full meal plan. So not only do you come in, you know, now it's not just you asking the questions. The sales associate is asking, you know, the consumer questions on their diet, their training, you know, what works best for them, what doesn't. And that's that's an experience that you'll never really get online. You might get that little chat box that comes up in the corner that you can ask a few questions but it's a whole entire experience that I don't think can really, at this time, be replicated. And because of that, I do think that mom and pop shops will are, always exist. But I think there's going to be a major shift in the types of mom and pop shops that exist. And I think the point you made with Nutrition Factory and Natural Body are like a perfect point uh, because they care about the customer. You know, they have educated uh, people on the floor they're they're actually you know really adding some value and i think it's the stores that sit behind the counter 
uh, and just wait for you to pick something up, those are probably the ones that will uh, will flop. Agreed. And there's a fine line between sitting behind the desk and then also being too aggressive, right? You don't want it to be uh, you know, early 2000s GNC where it's in-your-face sales, but you have to be able to provide – you have to be able to add value to the consumer coming in. Um, you know, so the two we mentioned are like the nutrition store over in the, the Carolinas. Like they do a really good job. I see on, you know, some of the advertising and stuff on Instagram. It's more about just answering the consumer's questions and making sure you're able to fill their need and add value to what they're looking for. So I think you're right. I think those people that just sit behind the desk, um, or sit behind the counter are probably going to fail. And I do think that maybe the ones that are too aggressive, uh, you know, may fail as well. Um, you know, and there's a lot of a lot of the, the brick and mortar stores. We're talking, you know, mom and pop shops that are still dabbling in the um, DMHA and, and SARMs uh, of the world, uh, and that makes it difficult to legitimize the industry, right? So I don't think those uh, those kinds of, of companies will stick around for as long as they think they will either. Uh, all it takes is for for one customer to come in or, or for one uh, for one raid, really, uh, and now you've lost a lot of cash flow that you have tied up in that, that product and those types of products. So I do think that there's some, some legitimization that needs to be done in some of these brick and mortar stores uh, to survive. But I think the ones doing it right will, will make a, a longer lasting impact. Yeah. And I think to that point, I think that's where hopefully we do have this great transition of shitty retailers getting pushed out and, and good retailers kind of expanding because I think the retailers that the types of retailers that you mentioned, I think what they're kind of trading on, what they're banking their success on, is the fact that they're offering things that you can't get online, which I guess is a good model, right? Product differentiation. If what they couldn't get online was legal, but the fact that they can't get it online is probably because it shouldn't be sold at all. And so now your your value prop is that you have something that you really shouldn't have, and the second that that is taken away from you your whole entire model kind of flops. And I think that's that's kind of a, a problem is that there's a lot of these small mom and pop brick and mortar shops that are still dabbling in SARMs, still dabbling in DMAA and things like that, that if those got taken away, right? Because there's arguments. No, SARMs hasn't been scheduled yet or DMAA, blah, blah, it's still being fought, whatever. If those do 100% get regulated and taken off, then what's your value prop at that, at that point? And I think the other side is you know the brands that are aren't looking for that or the retails that aren't looking for that short you know short-term dollar but looking for you know long-term success those are the ones that probably would never touch anything like that and just kind of sit around and, and to some degree wait for that stuff to be pulled from the market because once that's pulled from the market a lot of the, their competitors probably you know won't be able to continue yeah i think you know differentiating what you get in the store versus what you get online um can be done in ways that that some brands are doing it in the ways that you guys are doing it. Maybe it's a, uh, an exclusive flavor, or maybe it's just a slightly different formula with, you know, a little bit more caffeine, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think that, you know, that, that flavor you guys are doing, the exclusive flavor for the nutrition factory doing is really cool because I think that um, brands now in the, the, you know, the times that we're in have to have a, a better direct consumer um, uh, presence. You know, you gotta be able to, to get people to your site to, to buy. Uh, you know, the downfall to that is when you, you know, Derek, when you're calling stores trying to sell, sell product, like, do they combine on your site? And I see you guys doing ads on Facebook. Why am I going to bring it in my store? So they'll just buy it from you. So if you're giving exclusive flavors, I think that helps. And if you're running aggressive, you know, deals for some of these stores, I think that helps as well. Um, 
but yeah, you know, hopefully that gives you a, a good, you know, picture of kind of my thoughts on the industry. And I've been out of, you know, the, the business to business brand side for a little bit, but I do work with, uh, you know, Performax like you guys, obviously, and, and other brands as well that, you know, I have those conversations with on almost a daily basis. So, um, you know, I think I have a decent insight of, of kind of where we're at and, and hopefully you know, where it's going. Yeah. And I think one interesting um, point, and this would be kind of like my last point on the subject, what I think will probably happen is some sort of um, redistribution of these stores to where a ton of the mom and pop shops, in my opinion, might, you know, go down. And in the middle, you might get people like, um, <clears throat> you know, Nutrition Factory, um, you know, Nutrition Corners, uh, any of these really high level good uh, chains expanding really quickly. And I think yeah. that's an opportunity for the people that are doing it right and the people who have struggled through through the pandemic and through also, you know, maybe their competitors down the street not selling things they should really sell, blah, blah, blah. If you build a really good foundation, yeah, things like the pandemic are going to hurt, but they're not going to knock you out. And then if your competitors and smaller mom and pop shops do get knocked out, well, that just gives you an open opportunity to expand. So in my opinion, what I think we're going to find is we're going to have probably the smaller, more regional um, stores start to start to expand and take over large, er, larger areas of the U.S. Um, I think the supplement warehouse could potentially do that. You know, the cap nutrition's and stuff like that. Just start buying up these these mom and pop shops that, you know, are, are closing and just really expand their name. So it'll be interesting to see if that's how it goes. Um, but I know, you know, the mom and pop shops aren't happy with everything that's happened on Amazon while, you know, yeah. they, while, while they've, while they've been eating shit for lack of a better, you know, description for the last five, six months, Amazon's just continuing to get bigger and more of a beast. So that's where we have to go back to the initial part of the conversation or this question. And you got to have, added value more than just the cheapest you know cheapest pricing and quick shipping you got to be able to beat amazon on on that side of things yeah exactly um derek you got uh, i think one or two more questions on your end yeah uh more member questions actually um i snuck one in earlier but i have another one here um kyle it was somebody that was asking about the products that are the ingredients that you give um, to the manufacturers or, you know, for Aaron, for example, are they third party tested? Do they do small batch runs? Um, do we know where the ingredients are sourced? This person had basically those three questions about the ingredients. Yeah. I love that question for one. And I also love the idea that, um, or rather, I think it's kind of funny, the idea that like this information should be readily available and it's not. So there's that like, underlying tone of like dude do people just mix this stuff in their bathtub like is Hypermax <laughs> just like mix in its bathtub and like you just pour it in with gatorade and drink it right like there's still that kind of like you know uh, uh ominous uh part of it so uh yeah we we we're nsf certified our our mm -hmm. facility is so uh everything we we have is, is certainly tested and you know it comes with you know the the cfa with the, the assay everything we do micro tested um, you know, we, we, we take pride in our, our quality. We have a really good quality team. We brought in a new quality director uh, at the beginning of, uh, towards the end of last year, rather. And he's been amazing as well. Um, so we keep our documents updated and, and we run everything, um, everything by the book for sure. 
that's and in all fairness to the question, it's just I want to read their questions as they were given. I don't want to. No, it's a great. Yeah. It's a great. No, genuinely, it is a really good question um, because there are no, there are um, ingredient suppliers and not your typical ingredient suppliers, not your your ones that are in patent, but there are ingredient suppliers overseas that you can reach out to, uh, and you might order creatine monohydrate that's not actually creatine monohydrate, uh-huh. which is a serious issue, right? Those things do happen, so you have to be able to test the material. Uh, the material. Um, and we, we, we certainly do all of that. Yeah, and, and to kind of jump in on that, that is that is one thing that you get when you are buying from you know someone like Compound Solutions is you get the um, the knowledge that you know that that has tested out properly. It's gone through their whole entire uh, quality control. It's been approved and signed off by multiple people, and so that you have this level of confidence when you're buying that ingredient that you know exactly what you're you're buying your, is uh, uh, what you want. And that's not, to Kyle's point, always the case. And I think that's, you know, that's a level of differentiation. Me and Kyle were actually just talking about this. Um, I don't know what this was. Maybe like last week talking about Agmatine for a long time, Compound Solutions. Do you guys still have Agmamax? We do Agmas. Agmas. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, Agmas. So um, with Agmas, it's, you know, it's potentially, you know, very similar, if not the same thing from Agmatine sulfate that you might get from China. But with Agmatine sulfate that you get from China, are you actually getting you know, pure agmatine. Are there other, you know, additives or, or um, you know, other things in there that shouldn't be there? Did it pass uh, microbiology? You know, did it, does it have a COA? And the COA that you got, is it even correct? Was it actually tested or did they just type something out on a piece of paper and sign it and send it to you? And those are all kind of things that, you know, are left up in the air, which means that when you do get that incoming material, you then need to send it off to a third party lab and uh, make sure it's tested out and 100% good. The cool thing when you buy Agmas from Compound Solutions is you know all of that's already, that, that box has been ticked. Um, and that just gives a whole level of confidence. And that's why it's meaning, you know, meaningful to have that, that Agmas name on your label, because then when the consumer sees that, they, get, they know that it's a, a quality ingredient and is exactly what it's supposed to be. And I know it kind of sounds stupid or, or, or you know, very low level, like this is all just common sense stuff, but you'd be surprised about how many people in the industry are trying to cut corners, trying to, you know, save 10 cents on a, on their pre-workout, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when they do that, they're, they're putting out inferior product that has ingredients that have never been tested or verified at all. No, I think it's a fair point to be made, honestly. And I, I think that, um, you know, saying that it's even like low level or like common knowledge, uh, isn't fair either that, you know, there are, Maybe it was even this year, I think. Yeah, probably a few months ago. There were manufacturers that were shut down because, you know, they weren't meeting label claims, right? Like, those are real issues uh, that the consumer should be aware of and making sure that they're getting product from a quality brand. uh, And those quality brands use, you know, quality manufacturers and and quality ingredient suppliers as well. So I think it's a really good point and a really good question from the... um, from your member. Yeah, and what was it? ABH Pharma? Wasn't it something like hundreds of brands? Just because... Yeah, there was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... You know, there were a lot of brands that were that were named in that that issue. Uh, and to be fair to those brands, it doesn't mean that they had any issues. Uh, it means that you know they just recalled those products, um, you know, took the hit on it, and, and probably 
you know, dispose of those. But yeah, yeah, more uh, more than likely, you know, all the quality brands probably did the right things that they were supposed to do. I remember one brand; they were on that list, and they came out with a statement that said that product actually never made it to the shelf. We ended up accepting it; it didn't pass our QA, and we had to destroy the whole thing. They're still on that list, and if you skim through it, you would go, "Well, that's a shit company." They're on this list, but they had their own, um, you know, QA QC in place that stopped them from it being an issue. But the point is, is is that it's a much more common issue than I think people are aware of. And um, if you kind of turn a blind eye to it and you're not getting the material from uh, a qualified uh, supplier and you're not getting your product made in a you know certified GMP facility where you know exactly what's going on and you have the ability to audit it, at the end of the day, who really knows what you're ended up getting? Um, so it is important to have you know some of these trademarked ingredients and kind of show that the brand is willing to kind of pay a premium to 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 give the quality product that they want, you know. Yeah, absolutely agreed. You got one more for us, Derek? I think you might have asked him this one earlier. Um, but Kyle, what what's the newest ingredient being cooked up? I do believe, Aaron, you asked that question earlier, and it was one of our member questions as well. No, another good question for sure. Um some of the stuff that we have in the pipeline now is is really cool. I can't share you know what those are yet, um, but what I can share is again some of these studies that we're we're working on that are centered around a lot of these trends that we've been discussing for the last hour or so. You know we've got the dynamine tea cream uh, gaming information coming. We've got a new study on on Pico two uh, that, that we'll be kicking off. We've got. Um, uh, you know, core biome, you know, uh, the new gut health ingredient we launched uh, a few months back. Uh, we, you know, we've got a really cool study kicking off uh, there as well. So, you know, full force ahead on, on new studies for, for compound solutions. Um, and then as soon as new ingredients launch, uh, Aaron's always one of the first people I call. You know, Performax is one of the most innovative companies that, that we work with. So uh, if it's a fit for the brand, I always, you know, certainly call Aaron and he kind of gets you know, one of the first punches at it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's always been a, a cool thing by, you know, obviously having the relationship with you, Kyle, is, you know, as Derek mentioned in the beginning, you used to work for us, um, obviously, um, you know, now you're working with Compound, but we've we've maintained that, that really close relationship that we've had. So what that does for us is, you know, I can sometimes get samples of materials before they're, you know, technically even ready to send out for samples because Kyle's always been really good about keeping us uh, up to snuff in terms of, what's coming out, what's emerging, you know, when new studies are coming out, generally we're one of the first to have them in terms of these ingredients. So it's been really, really cool working with Compound Solutions. And then not only just working with you guys, just seeing one where, you know, Kyle, you've grown in the industry and uh, how well you're doing now, but also how well Compound Solutions is doing as an, as an entire company. I mean, I've known Matt Titlow for, oof, I don't know, seven or eight years. They actually, Matt made my very first product we've ever manufactured for Performax back when Compound Solutions used to do manufacturing. Um, and that's when, you know, Compound Solutions was kind of like a, like a, I don't know what you would call it, more of like a generalized supplier where they were supplying yeah. just more, you know, total commodities. like co yeah, commodities, just, you know, more common ingredients. And so it's cool to, to see that transition to this very specialty ingredient supplier where not only is it specialty, but you guys are dominating in some of the, the most popular uh, categories, uh, you know, in the industry and specifically in, in uh, the sports nutrition industry, dominating in, in energy, uh, weight loss, 
pumps, nitric oxide production. I mean, those are some of the, the hottest categories that people are looking for, especially when we're talking about fat burners and pre-workouts and non-stim pump products. I mean, you guys, you guys kind of nailed it. So it has been very, very cool experience to watch both compound solutions grow to where they are now. Uh, and then you also growing with them. Um, you know, very, very excited for you guys. No, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Seriously. Um, especially coming, honestly, coming from you who, who works with multiple different ingredient suppliers, you're always looking at cutting edge ingredients. Um, I take that to heart, man. That means a lot. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying and Matt, Matt's incredible to, to work with, uh, and work for just from a, um, an innovation standpoint, he's always got really cool ideas on new ingredients. Uh, and there are more ingredients that, that he looks at and then never launches because, you know, they, they weren't as efficacious as maybe we wanted them to be. You know, maybe it maximize human potential as we want. Uh, there are more ingredients that he probably just doesn't launch than, you know, some companies have in, in total. Um, so, you know, we do care about quality. We do care about, um, you know, being able to, to commercialize it, being able to have really cool claims, really cool, um, you know, studies to support our customers. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's been, it's been fun coming to this side. I, I, like I said, I, I loved the brand side. I loved, uh, a lot of the, the brands and companies I worked with, but, um, I think this is, this has just been a good fit for me just doing, um, you know, the ingredient side, being able to work with manufacturers, brands, uh, and then kind of all across the, the spectrum in the, the industry. Yeah, no, and, and I, and I agree to, uh, this being a perfect fit for you because, um, you know, doing sales, which you did for Performax and I know, you know, a few other brands as well, uh, you get kind of pocketed talking about the same product, uh, you know, in the same kind of fashion, you know, to similar, you know, uh, mom and pop shop owners, and it probably gets redundant. And then on the other hand, not just the, re the redundancy, but I know you're pretty big in the ingredient side of stuff. You always help with formulations and stuff like that. And so not being able to have that outlet for, you know, the ingredient uh, passion that you have and the formulations and stuff like that, and really just be focused on selling specific product. I know that your creativity and, and your, you know, success was being pocketed by that. And so now, you get to not just do sales, but work on product development, work on new ideas, you know, the whole nine. So at least in, in this scenario, now you get to really maximize, you know, your potential and, and, and really get yourself out there. No, I appreciate it. And it's honestly, uh, it's what I love. And it's, it's what you love uh, about Performax, right? You love the, the formulation side. You love the innovative side. Now you've got, you know, Derek is, is kicking ass for you guys on the sales side. Uh, and so I've been excited that, you know, when you brought him on to see that kind of grow so that you could spend more time on, you know, formulation, working with the manufacturers, working with some of those international customers that you have relationships with. Uh, I know that's, you know, been a, a breath of fresh air for you bringing, bringing Derek on and Derek crushing it for, I mean, how long have you been there now, Derek? You came uh, in shortly after I left, right? Pretty shortly. I, yeah. It's been just over three years now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, and, and to your point, Kyle, that, that is, you know, incredibly true, too, is, is and I think I mentioned this last podcast, you get so wrapped up into the day-to-day, -day, um, and, you know, while I am a, a people's person, so to speak, and I do like talking with customers and, and stuff like that, like, the reason that I got into this industry and, and why I got into it was for the formulations to make the best products, uh, in my opinion, or at least attempt to, uh, and so it is refreshing to have someone like Derek on board that can kind of take the reins on the sales and, and uh, talk with these people and really express, you know, the passion that both me and Derek have for creating good, you know, good quality product. He's able to kind of convey that to the, to the, um, 
I wouldn't say the end consumer, but you know our end consumer, which is which is uh, retailers and, and distributors and stuff. So it has been a pretty cool balancing act. And again, you know, really cool to see what you've been able to do in the industry as well. So um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up everything that we had for you, Kyle. Really happy for you. Um, thanks for coming on and kind of giving us some insight into not only yourself, but everything that Compound Solutions is working on. And um, definitely gonna have to uh, give you a phone call after this and get the, the details on some of the things you won't mention. <laughs> for sure, for sure, give me a call. I appreciate you guys having me on, honestly. This was a lot of fun. I would, um, you know, I'll do this anytime you guys wanna chat and, and jump on here, this is this is fun. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate what you guys are doing for the industry. I appreciate that you guys are, are killing it. Um, and hey, when you, when you call me, you know I'm gonna dig at what's in this uh, new Tropamax formula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, brother. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. We'll definitely have you on soon. Uh, thank you for everybody who listened. And if you guys do have any more questions uh, for Kyle, feel free to shoot them over to me or Derek or in our Facebook group, and we'll make sure we get an answer for you as well. Thank you, guys. See you, guys.